0: Merry Christmas. Well, 2021 has arguably been one of the darkest years in American history since 1968. We're still weathering a global pandemic. Millions have been killed worldwide and millions more infected. Our economy has shut down. We've endured race riots, a border crisis, a supply chain crisis, the loss of American credibility around the world. We watched the withdrawal of our troops from Afghanistan and 13 flag-draped caskets returning to Dover Air Force Base. It has been a dark year for America. But tonight, this Christmas Eve, we celebrate that a light has come into the world and the darkness has not overcome it. God has come to save his people. I want to make just three points about the good news tonight. First, God is with us. Perhaps all of us in this last year or so have endured a quarantine or isolation in some way, but we live in the truth that we're never truly alone. God is with us. In the person of Jesus Christ, God has visited his people. Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, you might be thinking, well, I wish I lived 2,000 years ago and I could have encountered Jesus. I could have witnessed his birth. Yes, Jesus was born in a specific time and place, but we don't gather here tonight just to remember Jesus' birth. Rather, Jesus is alive. He's risen from the dead. And the same Jesus born in Bethlehem is here with us tonight. There's a saying, the God of history is present in mystery the god of history is present in mystery through the sacred mysteries of the church through the sacraments of the church when i go to confession it's jesus whom i encounter who's forgiving me there through the ministry of the priest it's jesus who's truly here in the sacred mysteries of the mass present to us in holy communion You know, interestingly, there are all these signs that Jesus would be the bread of life at his birth. He was born in Bethlehem, which means a house of bread. He was laid in a manger, a feeding trough. Jesus came to be our food, to give his body for the life of the world. And Jesus is here with us in the assembly of believers. He tells us, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We are the body of Christ. One thing this pandemic has shown all of us is we're not made for isolation. God always calls his people together to be a family. We need each other. We need to be a part of a Christian community. Well, there's a phenomena today, however, where people say, well, you know, I'm spiritual but not religious. That's usually code for, well, I believe in God but You know, I don't want anything to do with organized religion. After all, who wants to be with all those sinners? Look, Jesus and his church are one. Jesus is the head and we are the body. You can't separate a head from the body. You can't. What would it be like to say to a person, you know, I love you from the neck up, but I hate your body. No. God and his church are one. This is a basic truth. We cannot journey alone. We're not supposed to journey alone. God calls his people to journey together as a family of believers. God is with us. The second piece of good news, God came to save us. My favorite line in the Christmas story is, a Savior has been born for you. Notice the angel didn't say, well, a Savior has been born for the world, or a Savior has been born for all people, but a Savior has been born for you. It's personal. At the St. Michael Men's Group this past Thursday, one of the men shared that he's been doing work with foster children. They had a Christmas party for them and food and games, and then they shared the Christmas story, and then they, the kids could ask questions about the Christmas story. And One little kid raised his hand and said, does God really care about me? Does God really care about me? Isn't that a question perhaps that we all long to have answered? You know, in our hearts, it doesn't satisfy us to know God's love in a global way. Well, God loves all people. We want to know God's love in a personal and unique way. Now, you might be thinking, well, Father, you don't know all the sins I've committed. How could God really still love me? Often, I think we get it backwards. One of my favorite quotes from Father Michael Gately's book, 33 Days to Merciful Love, is this, God isn't attracted to our gifts, our virtues, and talents, but rather to our weakness, brokenness, and sin. God doesn't love us because we're so good, but because he's so good. He doesn't love us because we deserve it, but because we desperately need it. Look, all of us are broken in some way. We're all sinners. But this is the first step to receiving Jesus at Christmas as our Savior, to recognize my life isn't perfect. I need to be saved. Let me close with this. What is our response? God is with us. God has come to save us. What is our response to God's love? The Bible says, the one to whom much is forgiven loves much. Love is our response. Well, how do we love God? One way we certainly love God is to give him our thanks, our praise, our worship. Do you know the very word Eucharist means thanksgiving? We come to Mass first and foremost not to get something for ourselves, but to give God our love. We make time for people we love. Do we make time for God? Are we keeping Jesus, the Eucharist, the Mass at the center of our week? You know, Teresa Avila pondered this question. How do I really know if I love God? I mean, she was going to Mass. She was praying. You know what God said to her? By the way you treat your neighbor, that's how you know you love God. By the way you treat others. When Mother Teresa received her call to serve the poorest of the poor in India, you know what Jesus said to her? Come be my light. Come be my light. Bring my light, my love, the joy of the gospel to those in darkness. We celebrate at Christmas that a light has come into the world and the darkness has not overcome it. And now Jesus is inviting you and me to come be my light. Bring the light of my love and the joy of the gospel to a world in darkness.